Welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. We're speaking about nature as a guide or healer on this program very regularly, what we can learn from her and how much she is connected to our well-being. Today we are taking the conversation about nature to a whole new level. There's an ancient bond with the wild, really one of the oldest relationships we've had as humans, and that is the bond between humans and wolves. Considered by most as the first domesticated animal and one of the absolute most important one, we would not have evolved the way we did if it wasn't for the pact we formed with the canine family. And so in this hour, we are exploring the world of wolf therapy, how these magnificent teachers are helping us today to reconnect to ourselves. Amazing work that is being done by a nonprofit organization that is treating addiction and many other issues with the guidance of wolves. Wolf therapy, ancient bond, modern healing, our topic in this hour. That's what's coming up. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg. And Sita Rani Palomar. You know, I think whether you're a cat person or a dog person, there's something in this episode that's going to appeal to you because there is a mystic draw or a reverence for these creatures who we so seldomly, so seldomly get to see, let alone interact with. I'm sure there's cat therapy out there too somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, count me in. <laughs> For cat owners. <laughs> well, before we jump into today's topic, we are at an organic conversation launching an exciting new initiative. We love making radio. Doing an organic conversation has been one of the great joys of our life. It's given us a chance to focus on storytelling and help elevate the people and the projects that are making a difference in this world. But here's the funny thing. None of us were reporters when we got into this. We didn't work professionally in radio or in entertainment production. We were just normal people. And we cared deeply about this movement and came together out of a desire to educate and inspire. And storytelling is really the key word. You know, I, I feel there's not enough media focused on the whole story of a cross-section of education, inspiration, entertainment, and sustainability. We're now in an age where you can have access to anything at the push of a button, but what are you accessing? So we are all about the whole story, from seed to soil to farmer's hand to kitchen table to addressing most issues in this country through the lens of green living and sustainability. And over these last five fun-filled years, you, <laughs> our listeners, have helped us become a real success. You've suggested great topics. You've talked with us on Facebook. And you helped us win two really big awards last year, one as uh, one of the top 10 health podcasts and also as the number one green radio show on two different platforms. So now what we're hoping to do is make our program so much better. We want to be better storytellers and we want to tell better stories and we want to tell the stories that you're interested in and record all of these great conversations. And to do that, we need your support. For the first time in five years, we're asking you, our listeners, 
to consider helping us to make this work sustainable for us or just a little bit more sustainable for us by contributing a donation to the production of an organic conversation. You can find all the details on our Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon. Like patron for the arts, you can become a patron of our arts. Patreon is basically a crowdfunding site for creators. So visit patreon.com forward slash an organic conversation. That's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash an organic conversation. And it's a little different than a regular crowdfunding project where you have a goal and you make it or you don't, and then it's kind of done and you're hopeful that, that it actually you know takes off. On Patreon, you can set your own limits. You can give a dollar a month or three dollars a month, whatever the show is worth to you, or more, whatever your budget allows, whatever works. And we can count in return on your continued support to make continued radio. Doing this work fills us with excitement and fear every day because we're business owners and in an exciting and changing industry, but we really appreciate you helping us keep doing what we're made to do, and that's being a voice for the movement. So if you visit our page, you can read all about the milestone goals that we're working towards to create better programs and more. And the prizes. And the prizes. <laughs> You're so eager. Yes, not just our, our milestone goals and our and our future for more organic entertainment products. We have a wide variety of thank you gifts to tell you how much we appreciate your very generous support. Yeah, so from $1 to $3 to $5 to $10, there's a whole world of goodies and treats so check it out, patreon.com forward slash an organic conversation. And thank you so much for considering a small monthly contribution to this program so that we can do what you love and what certainly we love, doing an organic conversation. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> you are listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And our topic in this hour is wolf therapy, ancient bond, modern healing, with an amazing guest from a nonprofit who is using wolves in many therapy applications in Los Angeles, California. That is what's coming up in just a minute. But before, as always, here is our very own Sitarani Palomar, a.k.a. Chef Sita, with an in-depth look at the world of health and beauty. Here's Chef Sita and her holistic bite. Thank you, Helga. Well, my best friend is going on a juice fast. And she is a work hard, play hard kind of woman, but she knows the value of a good semi-regular detox. And so the other day we got together to craft a plan for her juice cleanse. And it got me thinking, what is the best cleanse? This is a popular conversation going on as we become a more health-focused society. And I believe that just like there is no one diet best for everyone, the answer for the best cleanse is not a singular solution. So I've distilled three levels of juice cleansing for your consideration, and hopefully you'll find one that sounds appealing to you to get you going. The first one is the beginner cleanse. And here, the idea is not to worry about trying to be completely juice-based. Consider blending a mix of juices, smoothies, salads, and soups throughout your day. I like to start with a smoothie in the morning at breakfast time, and then I'll have a juice, a, a fresh green juice or vegetable fruit juice combination mid-morning, then have a really big salad for lunch, 
another juice as a midday snack, and then a warm pureed vegetable soup for dinner. This, because it has more macronutrients, it has more fat, it has more carbohydrates, because you're getting the smoothie, the salad, and the soup with the juice in between, it helps to keep you satiated throughout the day. And I really recommend that if you try this, try to keep it plant-based because you are cleansing. So try and keep that salad and the smoothie um, free from dairy and animal protein. Then the second level is the intermediate cleanse. And here you would remove the soups and the salads and then focus on juices and smoothies throughout the day. You might choose to do three smoothies and two juices or two smoothies and three juices, and you can mix up those smoothies. There are great recipes for out-of-the-ordinary smoothies, something that's warm, for example, or something that's savory. So you can mix it up and really feel like you're getting something that's hearty but also still sticking on the cleanse side because they're so intensive on fruits and vegetables. Then you have your advanced cleanse, and that would be really more of a traditional juice cleanse. Every meal and snack would be a fresh juice. And usually juice cleanses, if you are purely juicing, are anywhere between five or six juices a day because you want to get a steady flow of nutrients, not only to keep yourself supported with vitamins and minerals and calories, but also because it helps to release the toxins and move the things that you need to get out of your body by keeping a steady flow of fresh, healthy juice. So before you take on any drastic diet, just like with everything else in the world, it's good to consult a physician. And I wish you best on your health journey and cleanses for the spring season. That's this week's Holistic Bite. Thank you, Sita. That's Chef Sita every week. Interesting. I, I just thought while I was listening to you that some people might have never had a cleanse week in oh, their lives. Yeah. And you know, for us, we talk about cleanses regularly, definitely in the springtime, just to address the more fatty foods during the holidays, or maybe some alcohol that you had consumed, and the stagnation in your body through maybe a little bit more sedentary lifestyle during winter months if the weather doesn't uh, is not favorable to to outdoor activities. So, it's interesting. I, I know the impact of of a cleanse, especially for somebody who's never had it. It's kind of life changing, really easy to do. You can start with three, four days. That's usually when the body really kicks in, releasing some long stored toxins. So yeah, interesting, both for people who, who are familiar with cleanses, who do it, you do a cleanse a couple times a year or more often once a month, one day. Um, or if you have never tried it, this might be the time to really just dive in and follow one of your easy to follow guidelines and, and do it this year. That's what I like so much about the beginner one. And not beginner as in like you're a novice, but really this is the level of intensity that you want. You want a light intensity. Right. And by having pureed vegetable soups and vegetable salads and more smoothies, in addition to juices, you're you're going to make it gentler on yourself. It's going to not be as dramatic of a lifestyle shift. And particularly this time of year, you're sandwiched between the end of possibly a really indulgent holiday season and an upcoming spring season. So it's a good time to do a gentle cleanse that incorporates more macronutrients, more warmer things like the soup, for example. So yeah. And you'll still feel it. I mean, it's oh, just, yeah, absolutely. your There's body no will know it. That's the beauty. And yeah. have more energy. I think that's the first thing people tend to report when they start a cleanse is like their energy goes through the roof. They're yeah. not having any caffeine. It's so And we have kidneys and livers. We have cleansing organs, uh, and yet they need a break too. You know, we are yeah. exposed to a lot of things that our bodies are dealing with on a daily basis. So this is a great welcome to break. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helber. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Thanks, Sita, for that holistic bite. 
Our topic today is wolf therapy. There's an ancient bond with the wild, really one of the oldest relationships we've had as humans with the wild. And we wouldn't have developed as a species if it wasn't for the company of wolves. Wolf therapy, ancient bond, modern healing, our topic in this hour. That's what's coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned. Are you a chef, have a catering business or planning a party or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. In this hour, we're talking about wolf therapy. Wolves as magnificent teachers who are helping us today to reconnect to ourselves. Amazing work that is being done actually by a nonprofit organization that is treating addiction and many other issues with the guidance and help of wolves. Wolf therapy, ancient bond, modern healing, our topic in this hour. And with us now from Los Angeles, California, is Joni Ogle, the director of young adult programs at the Promises Treatment Centers in Malibu, California. Joni, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you. It's welcome to the show, Joni. <laughs> welcome. It's so great to <laughs> have you. Thank you. We've been so excited. I'm happy to be here and really excited to tell you guys all about our, our wolf therapy and how we integrate it into our program. We are too. We, we actually discovered this program that you do by looking through copies of um, Psychology Today, I think it was, yes. about six yes. months ago or more. And literally, it's been a topic on a regular basis. Helga's like, when are we going to do wolf therapy? When are we going to do wolf therapy? He's just been so excited. <laughs> yeah, as many listeners you know. Have to, you need to try to plan a trip and come and spend some time with the at the wolf rescue, which is called Wolf Connect. Oh, you um, It's a really cool um, place out in a ranch in Acton, and it's it's really neat. It was my hope over the holidays to actually come down to LA and and connect with you before the show, but um, we will definitely do that after. Uh, in the next couple of months or so after this program has aired and take a, a first look ourselves, a direct look. That's like um, a lifelong dream come true. Yes. And as many listeners yeah. know, I've had a kind of wolf hybrid, Belgian shepherd wolf mix for 13 years now, my beloved Timber. And so the the connection to animals and the connections to dogs and my draw to wolves has been with me from early childhood on, really. I grew up with dogs, and it has never left me. But let's talk about your work. We've had guests in the years that have talked about the healing capabilities of nature and, of course, uh, healing capabilities inherent in working with animals specifically. Uh, we had a show on rehabilitated farm animals. You use wolves. Let's start there. Why wolves? What makes a wolf an exceptional therapeutic and influential animal? 
Well, wolves is the first animal that humans ever connected with over 130,000 years ago. So we connect with them on a DNA level. So one of the things that we were looking at is we get a lot of clients that have had a lot of trauma, and they have felt a lot of rejection from their parents, from society, and wolves can see beneath all of that and connect to them on a primal level. So I can give you examples of how that kind of integrates into our program. You know how when you see a dog, you can you can approach the dog and you kind of put your hand down and you start petting the dog and the dog tail wags and get really excited. A wolf operates on a much deeper level, no slam against dogs. Um, I'm a love uh, avid pet owner of many dogs, so but the wolf relates to us in terms of they really choose us instead of us choosing them. So you don't just walk up to a wolf and start petting it and just start playing with it like you would a dog. A wolf will approach you and so, either will or won't. It depends on your energy level and where you are and also where the wolf is. I can give you a really good example. We had a client who is an ex-gang member, had had many people die uh, in his arms, had been rejected by many people. Just You can hear there's a ton of trauma in his life. And, and he struggled to connect with humans. He, would, he didn't trust anybody. He wouldn't, you know, it just, it just, he just really struggled to trust and, and then be vulnerable. So he was, he was having a particularly bad day and really was over people. Like he did not want anybody to talk with him or mess with him. But he went to Wolf Connection that day, and three different wolves kept coming up to him. He, he again, he, he kind of entered into the whole Wolf Connection, and I'll tell you a little bit about how we use that. But he entered and... The, he, he just kind of said, look, I just want to be by myself. I don't want to be around the wolves. I don't want to be around people. And so, you know, everybody said, okay, we respect that. But three of the wolves at three different times just walked up to him and kept nuzzling on him. And finally, by the third wolf, he was like, okay, I give. Mm-hmm. And started, you know, he kneeled down and started petting the wolf started smiling, started interacting, and, and it, was, it transformed him in that moment. It was like, and you know, the, the facilitator was like, you know, the wolves are seeing what you've been desperately trying to do is you've been desperately trying to connect with, with humans, but you're not able to because of all your trauma. And the wolves can see beneath that and can see that you are dying to connect. And so they really took care of him in that moment and showed him that other people can see your pain and see beneath it and connect with you. Thank you for sharing that story, Joni, which brings us right into your work, the Promises Treatment Centers. Can you give us an overview how you use those wolves and what you are addressing? Like, What is the Promises Treatment Center for? Yes, so we are a young adult program we are, the average age is 18 to early 30s. We are, um, on average, a, we have a 30, we have a program who operates, would operates in phases. So we have a 30-day residential where you detox and have residential treatment. 
and then you can move over to what we call a recovery residence and work your way. We really work on reintegrating back into a sober community. So one of the cool things about LA is that we have a very young sober community and we engage you in that sober community right away because we know for this age group in particular, the community and the peer support is really what helps get you sober and keep you sober. Mm -hmm. And then we reintegrate you into a sober life. So we help you get a job or go back to college or get a volunteer position, but to have some type of structure to kind of solidify you back into um, some independence. And Wolf Connection is beca- have became part of our program where we take them every Thursday. They go for the day. They start with they setting their intention of why they're there, kind of letting go of um, we're primary chemical dependency program, so everybody here is struggling with letting go of drugs and alcohol as their number one coping mm-hmm. mechanism. As they're struggling to let go of that coping mechanism, they're having, it, they're having to be very vulnerable. And what we noticed is that they've been harmed so much by humans that that vulnerability is hard for us to tap into all the time. We do a lot of processing groups. We do a lot of therapy. We work with them. But we, we wanted there to be something else that might be able to help move them along and establish some trust. So we added the wolves, and we also do equine therapy, but but the wolf therapy has become a much larger part of our program. They go once a week. They go up there. They hike with the wolves. They, they It's a rescue where they're rehabilitating these wolves. So a lot of the wolves come in with much of the same trauma as our clients do. So it's so interesting to watch the clients kind of pick out their wolf. They have about 22 wolves up there right now, and so each wolf has a very unique story as to how they got there, and most of our clients can relate to many of the stories. Sure. Some will, in particular, will, will connect with a certain story. That is Joni Ogle, the director of young adult programs at the Promises Treatment Centers in Malibu, California, joining us today from Los Angeles and talking about wolf therapy as one of the programs they offer to address drug addiction. Drug and alcohol addiction, yes. Yeah. Joni, you were just talking about how people are connecting with with wolves, what they're how they're connecting with them and what they're learning from them. Can you pick up there? Yeah, absolutely. So when I can tell you, you know, I think the best way to, to kind of do it is give you examples of different stories, but, but there was a wolf who um, was quite abused by an owner, as we say, an owner with, with no boundaries. So the wolf was eating everything in sight. The wolf was about 30 pounds overweight. And so the, the wolf struggled with we, the, then trying to go to a balanced diet because the wolf was eating M&Ms, steak, potatoes. The, the owner was feeding it basically what he was eating. So one of our clients who suffers an eating disorder like had a particular bond with this wolf because she knew what it's like 
to medicate with food. And what it ended up creating for this wolf is all these cravings for sugar and, and all these things that are not good for the wolf, nor are they really that great for us. And so she ended up, this wolf ended up losing 20 pounds and then, then lost the last 10. But they went through the whole struggle together. Mm. And it was amazing how she instantly knew the wolf and this client instantly knew they were on the same journey. You know, she would be excited to go up there each week to see the wolf's progress, and she would talk about her own progress in mirroring the wolf. That is so amazing. And um, we want to hear more stories and also what we can learn from that as a society. Again, that's Joni Ogle, the director of young adult programs at the Promises Treatment Centers in Malibu, California, joining us at this hour of Wolf Therapy, Ancient Bond, Modern Healing. Joni, stay with us. We'll just take a quick break and we'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic in this hour is wolf therapy. How wolves as magnificent teachers are helping us today to reconnect to ourselves. Amazing work that is done by a nonprofit in Los Angeles, Wolf Therapy, Ancient Bond, Modern Healing. And we are speaking with the director of young adult programs at the Promises Treatment Center, Malibu, California. That's www.promises.com, Joni Ogle. Joni, before the break, you were talking about how so frequently the wolf finds the person. Like that connection is so strong. And instead of the people approaching the wolves, the wolves find the right people. And it got me thinking about, you know, at least my understanding of, of the history of wolves or that Native Americans in, in particular had a very reverent relationship with the wolves. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be something reverent That, or, or reverence that we can learn by the way that they approach us, the way that it's not just Im immediate expectations. You're, it's just there's so many lessons in the way that they behave. And, and I'm wondering if you can tell us about some of the things that people are learning from these remarkable animals. Yeah. Another great example of what we learn is that the wolves operate as a pack. And so they are constantly trying to balance the pack. So in order to create a balance, if one wolf is distressed, they'll start howling. And so they will continue this howl until every wolf is howling in sequence. And they do that because, like, let's say one of the pack members is distressed and they start, they can feel the energy of that anxiety. And so one of the wolves, then usually the alpha wolf, will start howling. 
until all of them are howling in unison. So how do we apply that wisdom to us as people and to us as a society? It seems like we are quite a bit out of sync at times. And yes. there seems to be a harmony within wolves that is, whether it's demanded through the wolf leader, which is beautiful leadership qualities, or invited or just created by the pack itself. What are the lessons that you've seen or that even that you have learned that we could all learn from as a, as a people? Well, what, how we relate it with our clients is that we tend to, as a society, humans tend to ostracize the person that's distressed. Mm -hmm. We tend to run away from it instead of run toward it. And what the wolves do is they offer support. So instead of going, something's wrong with that person, they're having a lot of anxiety, I don't want near it because I don't want to catch it, the wolves say, hey, we're all here together and we're going to work together and, we're, and, and they offer all their support. So the group becomes, or the pact, and we say the group then can create a cohesion and be supportive so, so we don't feel like we're oh, alone. And facing whatever trauma or fear that we have alone. Wolves really mirror for us that if we offer support, if we help one another, we can face pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how it's it's opposite in so in many ways that people respond in those kinds of situations. And another thing that I that I hear in the story you're telling is that as you talk about the sensitivity that the wolves have to one another, they mm -hmm. understand when somebody is is in distress. First, there's that acknowledgement that there is something that isn't sitting right with you in you, and then right. there is the we are with you until you get back to a place where you feel whole again. And, and those are both extremely important lessons for, for humans to yeah, learn. Yeah, it's interesting that there, it brings up a story from a personal growth retreat that I've done years ago where um, one very distressed person, after sharing some of her family story, was put in the middle and we just built a ring around her and we just kept loving her, basically. We just put really positive <laughs> thoughts on that being and and held her in that energetic space of a group coming together it reminds me very strongly of of that harmony within wolves that they run towards somebody that struggles and the the love and the connection that reverberates of course heals everyone in that group it's an amazing bonding experience right so what kind of struggles or addictions can be addressed through wolf therapy? What is particularly effective when you use wolf therapy, maybe even compared to other therapies that don't really work or haven't worked in the same way? Sure. You know, one of the things, so when, when you're dealing with addictions or drug and alcohol dependence or abuse, you're really dealing with that being a symptom of a greater problem. Mm -hmm. Because most people, most, not all, but most people tend to start using drugs and alcohol as a, a way to medicate a much deeper issue. Numbing themselves. Yes. And so it's, that's usually about medicating trauma. And then the trauma has created a disturbance in the self-esteem. And so you can just kind of follow it all down. But the, the base core is that there's kind of a disconnect of, their, of themselves. What the wolf connection does, you hear it in the title, right? The wolves create a connection. And so what we're trying to do is get them to connect first to themselves so then they're able to connect to others. 
And because the wolves connect at a DNA level with humans, they can provide the um, kind of the conduit for the connection because they, they struggle when they're coming in and they're getting sober and they don't have their drugs and alcohol to lean on anymore. They really struggle to connect with themselves because they've never really had a relationship. We're dealing with very young adults who have not really had a relationship with themselves yet. It's usually because of shame, it's because of trauma, it's, it's a whole ball of, of all of the stuff they've dealt with that they haven't been able to really sort through because they've been medicating with drugs and alcohol. And then there's all the consequences that come with that. So what wolves do is they provide that connection. The first connection that somebody might feel in treatment could be with a wolf. It sounds like the wolves are essentially creating a a therapeutic bridge for somebody where where they usually went to drugs or alcohol as as their crutch this connection with the wolves is actually replacing that and creating a, a more healthy cycle for them to get back to themselves and really address the trauma is that is that how you think it happens yes that's how i think it happens and it heals the underlying issue altogether right the sense of loneliness or worth unworthiness uh, you know being loved by an animal period but being taken into the pact basically by by a wolf must be a very powerful experience it's a you know there's lots of stories of of wolves being kind of the, the you know one of the most dangerous animals out there when we discovered the United States and especially here the West Coast like there's um or in the mountain regions wolves are feared and having a wolf as a non-judgmental friend in that sense or as a non-judgmental creature that picks you up where you are seems like incredibly powerful it's truly a, a totem or a medicine animal in that sense yes it is so, Joni, we are almost out of time, and this was only a slice of um, what you mm -hmm. do, an important slice and a wonderful slice. Thank you for introducing wolf therapy to the L.A. area or even people who come from far beyond. This is the time for a little shout-out for the Promises Treatment Center. You do more than wolf therapy. You do equine therapy with um, horses. What else do you offer in terms of addiction recovery? So we are... Um Yeah, you get individual therapy, you get family therapy, um, we do CBT skills, we do, uh, you know, nutrition groups. We, we really try to do a full range of really working on changing your entire lifestyle and how you've operated and kind of wrap, give you a full wraparound service. We are a phase program, so again, we build community, and then we reintegrate you in back into a sober life. And I would, because it's a young adult program, we have a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. we really try to show them sober fun. Many people come in and they they can't imagine ha going to a party and not drinking and not having a good and being able to have a good time. And so we do a lot of fun activities. We have a, an outdoor screen that we blow up for film Fridays and we do we have a kickball league that we all play each other in kickball we're just constantly thinking of things for them to come back we also do like kickboxing classes and we're looking for tapping in to any type of creativity they may have we have art therapy we have a group called rock to recovery which is done by um, Wesley Greer who was in the musical group corn and in one hour they write a song, and then they perform the song. 
and it's incredible to watch. And then they record it. Mm-hmm. So that's all done every Friday afternoon. And everybody, and Rock to Recovery, the whole kind of concept of that is that we're all musicians. We've just been told otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so they really get everybody to tap into that creative part of them. And that's been a great a great part of our program as well. So, I mean, I could go on for hours <laughs> about, about all the stuff that we, we get do. That, yes. We're constantly trying to, and with, a young, with young adults, we're trying to figure out, like, you know, what will make them feel alive? What will sure. really make them want to stay sober and want to be a part of the Promises family and then the sober community at large? And you don't have to be in L.A. or in, in the wider area of L.A. to attend. It's a, it's a, a residential treatment program, meaning anyone who hears the story throughout the country, if this sounds like something they want to explore, somebody could enroll for just a 30-day treatment program and come to L.A. even if they don't live in that zip code area. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We get them from all over the country and all over the states. Absolutely. With the young adult population, it sometimes is better to remove them from their mm-hmm. current environment. Community. Yeah, because they're so, you know, usually they're so um, kind of ingrained in their community and in their drug culture or, or their alcohol culture and their alcohol front using friends that getting sober in that environment is very difficult. Great. So, and more information there is promises.com, really the word promises.com. That's the Promises Treatment Centers in Malibu, California. And you can also learn more information on wolfconnection.org. That's the um, wolf rehab program outside of Los Angeles uh, where the youth goes to for one of the programs that Promises offers, which is Wolf Therapy. And that's, of course, Joni Ogle, the director of young adult programs at the Promises Treatment Centers. Joni, such a pleasure. I know we only skimmed the surface. There's something so ancient that we would need to celebrate 100,000 years of human wolf <laughs> connection. Beautiful work. Thanks for what you do. And I promise we will come down and, and take a look and do a little maybe social media campaign our executive producer is nodding with some of the photos and some of the stories that we will bring home really beautiful work thank you so much that would be great thank you guys so much for having me it's always a pleasure to be able to talk about the program and the wolves for a little bit you're so welcome Thanks, thank you Joni. take thank care you we'll guys. talk soon bye 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 Again, Joni Ogle, Director of Youth Adult Programs, Promises.com. And for the Wolf Connection, for the Wolf Rehab Program, that's wolfconnection.org outside of Los Angeles. I have not been on wolfconnection.org because I always was on Promises, and it wasn't until today when she told us about Wolf Connection that I found their site. The photos are unbelievable. Even just seeing them, you feel there's a primal part of you that responds to these animals which we are again taught to fear and it might be the key for our own you know survival and recovery in this case from drug addiction and other things we we can certainly heal as a society and learn from but we fear what we don't understand and so going to visit them yes. that will change that. that was our theme just a few weeks back replace judgment with which also means fear with curiosity yes. that's yes. our 2015 <laughs> mantra here on an organic conversation replace fear or Uh, judgment with curiosity. I'm Helge Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. In that sense, more is coming up. Stay tuned.
And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Wolf therapy, our topic in this hour, beautiful story and beautiful guest, Joni Ogle from the Promises Treatment Centers in Malibu, California. Again, promises.com for more information or wolfconnection.org. And I'm sure both places would love your interest and support. Check it out. What's coming up now is the world of green treatment of, well, not necessarily <laughs> green, but in the forms of fruits and vegetables, the time to introduce the helpers in the form of produce. What's in season is coming up next. And with us, as always, of course, now the voice of the San Francisco produce market and really the grandfather of organic produce throughout the country at this point, I think. Earl, is that correct? Is that your official title? <laughs> Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce. Earl, are you there? I am. Hello, Helga. Hi, Sita. <laughs> Welcome Hi there. to the show. Oh, what what oh. was the title you got from the magazine just a oh. few weeks ago? Oh, what was that? Um... God, I, you know, I actually don't know. The Godfather of organic. The Godfather yeah, of organic I think you guys produce. Are just making it up now. <laughs> yeah. You're so humble. <laughs> but that is what they said. It is on record somewhere. No, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that weekly update of really what's happening in the produce stock and with that in the retail aisle and how we yeah. can bring it home and how we can save some real pretty dollars storing it right or eating it right away or mixing it up. It's incredibly helpful and what better source could we find, if not for somebody who literally deals with produce 24-7, seven days a week? Um, that's the so seven that's, and 24-7. That, oh, that's the, I never knew. What was the seven <laughs> for? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I guess Earl. they don't have an expression in Germany. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, we have a five-day work week, and we like it that way. No, Earl, what's happening in the, in the produce world? It's kind of, you know, mid-February. Yeah. Uh, things, the, the, the spring crop is not in apples we know and pears out of storage yep. is there anything that is actually fresh and exciting that you're seeing that is now kind of slowly making its way onto your shelves yes it absolutely is and i i just came back from a, a couple of days down in the santa barbara area and driving through from san francisco to, to santa barbara you go through some of the most wonderful country mm. i'm thinking uh, the santa maria and the oxnard and the lompoc and this time of year everything is green and one of the things I really noted that, I don't know, it just is, it's more expansive than ever are these hoop houses. Now, the hoop houses has the same concept as a hothouse, but it, you know, think hoop, so it's literally easier to put up, less expensive, and, and, and they, what they, the purpose is really to protect whatever is under the hoop uh, from the cold temperatures and the, and the rainy weather. What I'm looking at and what we're going to talk about today is blueberries. Really? That is one of the things that are really happening right now and in this particular year is an is the next step that's been happening the last uh, five or six years and that is production is almost year-round now so the the season has been in the past may through uh august for california july august september you get the northern northern california uh washington oregon even into vancouver mm -hmm. and of course there's other areas like michigan and delaware producing but that has been expanded with the, probably the drought, the good weather, and the lack of the rain. And we're now getting California production as early as 
uh, actually beginning in February and, and sometimes extending all the way into October, November. Wow. So that little period in the winter is, is now has been filled with the Chilean, New Zealand, and Argentine fruit. So it's year-round, and the benefit of that is you get some better pricing, and also you, you get the benefits of that high antioxidant. And that's one of the reasons why it's being grown more and mm-hmm. more is that huge explosion in popularity uh, as a superfood because of the information that's been coming out. Yeah. yeah, and you're saying if the weather had been different this year, it could very well be that um, California or, or other areas of the country don't start before April or May, but yeah. it really depends on the season. This season has so far allowed for blueberries to come in as early as now. Uh, yeah. domestic ones and that's pretty amazing um, just a clarification on the on the hoop houses um, you're saying any kind of shelter right any kind of cover yep. it could just be little a little draped tarp over the yep. bushes or something well, of that nature that would do it but you also want the heat to get through so most of most of them or almost all of them are are, are plastic so you so you get that heat gain it, it, it insulates it in there the ground gets warm so it, it maintains a minimum amount all day mm-hmm. on all night. When the temperatures may get down to 30 or 40, it's, it's still protected. So there's, there's growth going on where there normally isn't, and there's also development of other varieties that that are patterned now. Sure, a little bit more resistant, perhaps. Yeah, so we're getting wonderful, wonderful berries. Uh, and, this, and what I love about the domestic product, obviously, it'll hold up because when you're getting imported products, it's either getting flown or shipped. So it could be flown, it's a couple, three or four days. If it's being shipped, it could be two to three weeks. So when you get a local berry, and blueberries are very strong anyway, you can hold them up to a week to two weeks, and you haven't lost a thing. So in regard to the quality, you were saying, um, even though it's only mid-February, the quality is amazing. It's The, the well, sun has enough power to bring out the sugar and make it sweet and yummy and what you would expect in a, in a May blueberry, or not quite? Exactly, not quite. Well, <laughs> I, would, I would compare it to a May He's blueberry, a connoisseur. <laughs> but not to a June or July. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. There's, <laughs> there's really no way to duplicate you know, the, the BTUs, Full summer. thermal units that are, uh-huh. are going to kick in the sugar. What I am saying, though, they're very acceptable, and they're also, I mean, we're, we've been eating uh, pears and apples and citrus for months now. It's a great alternative, and it really allows you to see the, the threshold of the berry market to come. You know, because strawberries are right behind them, and then raspberries and blackberries. So it's a big influx right now. Nice. Enjoy them. They're still expensive, but, uh, you know, they go a long way. You don't have to eat them in a day or two. This is a good time to, to re-familiarize ourselves with the spring-summertime fruit. Well, nice. that hits a, a question that I had because I remember when I was young, and um, I grew up in Michigan and Indiana, and traveling out during the spring and summer season to pick blueberries. And I remember that being a rather labor-intensive endeavor, picking these tiny little, and of course, wild blueberries are really small too, but these tiny little berries off these very large and kind of complicated bushes. And so this is actually the first time I've thought about why we often see high prices on blueberries. They cannot be all that simple to harvest. Well, they are developing, you know, some of the bigger farms, they're developing a bush that stands a little more upright, or maybe they, or maybe they're side by side. Now they think about it, and they are developing machines that go and they and they rustle the, the bushes. You know, the guys I'm dealing with, the smaller growers, are still doing the hand picking. Mm. It is very in- 
intensive. It's amazing how many little berries. They're just all, I mean, they're just little clumps all together. They're standing room only. Huh. Uh, and so really what you do is at a certain time of year, you, you sort through them, uh, you thin them. So the berry has a little more space and it'll grow to be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to ask your social media manager to put up some cool photos of blueberry bushes. Yeah, right now. <laughs> uh, Earl, right now, they are fresh if it's domestic. So make sure if you can to have them U.S. grown, most likely yes. California. With other produce, you want to keep much of it in the fridge just because yep. it has been in suspended animation for several months in, in many cases. With blueberries, if they are domestic, that's a big difference, actually. Is it true that you would keep those on the counter, whereas if the blueberries came from overseas, from somewhere else, those you would actually keep in your fridge? You want to refrigerate both of them, though you could probably leave the, the domestic, the California, out, and they would survive the imported ones would probably melt, you know, within a day uh, and get soft. Uh, but I recommend berries, uh, even though blueberries are, are the hardiest of all the berries, I recommend them all in, in the refrigerator. But I would also bring them out a little bit before you're going to eat them. Sure. It's always nice to get them up to room temperature again because they're a little more floral. They release a little bit more of, of the flavor. Great. But, yeah, store in the refrigerator anyway. I think Wonderful. I'm going to have to make a trip down to your warehouse to buy a flat of blueberries so oh, I can start yes. freezing uh, and jamming and pieing. <laughs> which, yes. that's a great that's a great shout-out, Sita. If you are in the San Francisco Bay Area or come to visit, uh, check out Earl's Organic Produce in San Francisco. It's, it's a wholesaler, but it's open to anyone. Uh, the only limitation is that you have to buy a flat. You don't do individual packaging or, or um, little crates. But if you are up for a flat of blueberries, and who is not? Who is not? Stop by Earl's Organic Produce in San Francisco at the San Francisco Produce Dock. Very fun. You can just walk in and pick up a flat of your favorite uh, produce. A really a joy. And Earl, you started off by saying that you went down uh, south to visit some farms. It's Amazing. Yep. We just talked about in Wolf Therapy in this hour about the connection and the relationships we have and how we can foster them. And it's beautiful to hear that you as a business owner still make the time and how much you enjoy it to actually visit farms and speak with farmers you know, regularly every, every month. It, uh, it, it, That's the no joy. Of... It. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's, my, it's my pleasure. And, and, it, and it so reconnects you to what you're doing. I mean, to walk around in a blueberry garden really and in an avocado orchard <laughs> it, it, it's it's breathtaking and it, and it totally totally connects you yeah so that's the reverence know. we need for our work beautiful and they're lucky to be in your enthusiastic company thank you so much earl for thank calling you earl in. blueberries it's where it's at and we'll have you back next week great thank you talk to you thanks, soon earl. Take care. bye <laughs> Wonderful. What do you do with blueberries these days, Sita? Oh, my gosh. What, you what do? don't you do with blueberries these days? <laughs> you know, actually, I have to – I'm a vegetarian, so this isn't necessarily that excites something that excites me. But um, I was at a restaurant recently, and somebody ordered the chicken liver mousse, and it came with a blackberry jam and blueberries on top. And I remember everybody was raving about what a silky combination that was. So something to think about is, yes, you can put them in your smoothies. You can use them yogurt. to make jam. Yeah, put them in your yogurt. But you can also – Make really mm. delicious sauces and things to go with your savory dishes. Yeah. Great idea. 
Wonderful. And that's pretty much it for the hour. Wow. Packed again. This is an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And thank you so much for listening and supporting us. If you're looking for more ways to keep this kind of content on the air, visit our Patreon page. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash an organic conversation. Yes, we love your support and we love that you're listening. And we will be back with more next week. Talk to you then. See you then. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. This show would not be possible without the ongoing support from our listeners. Whether it's a dollar a month or a one-time donation, please consider becoming a patron of An Organic Conversation. For more information on how to support this program, please visit patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash An Organic Conversation. Thank you for your contribution. An Organic Conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business since 1988. The website is earlsorganic.com. And also Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation. We are your hosts, Helga Helber and Sitarani Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then. Bye.